Hello and welcome to the Fresh Thoughts Podcast. I'm John Maver and with me today is Zachary Chastain, our head of communities here at Thought Labs. Hey John, how's it going? Today we'll be talking about the ultimate guide to content marketing 2016. Let's get this thing started. So Zach, as community manager, you've been involved with content production for a number of clients over the years. Last year, we all got HubSpot certified in the inbound methodology, and you've been to inbound this year. So what led you to write this blog post on the ultimate guide to content marketing in 2016? Yeah, so uh, I wanted to build a comprehensive guide to how you can get started in content marketing, but I didn't want to just uh, rehash what everyone else has been saying for years. I wanted to find the most up-to-date information from really high-quality sources like HubSpot and ProBlogger and Moe's and get that information all into one place so that it can be a useful resource for anybody who's getting started with content marketing in 2016 or if they're just ramping up their previous efforts. Oh, great. And how did you go about getting all the research done for this? Um, well, I started uh, with kind of like a very rough outline for what I wanted to write about. And once I knew the topic that I was going to cover and the pieces that were most important to me, uh, then I started doing the research. I looked into influencers like Moe's, uh, current news like Facebook's latest earning announcement, and a bunch of other sources around the web. Uh, a lot of the information in the blog post is like less than a week old from the day it was published. Hmm, excellent. So what's different about content marketing in 2016 versus prior years? Um, well, I found that the case study for the B2C companies that are rocking it on LinkedIn, that was really interesting. Like the secret deodorant appealing to professional women with content that's written specifically for them, and then using LinkedIn to reach those key audiences, that was really clever. And it shows that brands are starting to rethink how they view the platforms that we've had at our disposal for all these years. LinkedIn has been thought of as like a strictly B2B tool, and campaigns like this are showing that it doesn't really have to be. So you're seeing more B2C-type content on this business-type platform. Right. And uh, I talked about Facebook videos in my blog post, too, uh, which is a topic that I've written about before and something that we've dabbled in a lot. And I noticed earlier this week that Shell Holtz was really – starting to take note of the trend of these really short videos that are uploaded directly to Facebook with subtitles. You don't need audio to follow along with the video. And uh, you and I think of this as pretty old news. We were making videos like that for AVG like a year ago. But uh, Shell noticed that while this trend is really big with news sites, that there aren't actually a lot of brands who are taking advantage of it yet. Hmm. And so video, especially like uploaded directly to Facebook is definitely going to be a more important part of content marketing in 2016. I noticed on Adweek yesterday that uh, for OKGo's OK new music video for the Upside Down and Inside Out song, uh, the band chose to release it only on Facebook and skip YouTube altogether. Wow. And they even uploaded a clip on YouTube asking people to go and check out the video on Facebook. Very interesting. What a what a twist, huh? Yeah. What would you say the top most important three things for a brand to focus on in 2016 would be? Uh, so first and foremost, I think you have to focus on writing great content. 
And when I say great content, what I'm talking about is content that's targeted to a specific persona, uh, built with them in in mind with the messaging, the language, and the imagery that's going to appeal to them. Uh, and you, it needs to be unique, where you're sharing a fresh perspective or new information, or you're organizing what's already out there in a useful way that nobody has done yet. It needs to be educational, you know, focused on providing value to the reader rather than on just selling them something. And it should be easy to read, uh, you know, whether that means super short, bite-sized content or long-form content that's organized really well with lots of key points pulled out and bullet points to make it easy to skim. Uh, second, I think you have to focus on distribution and uh, you have to be consistent. If nobody ever sees your content, then it's really easy to get discouraged and give up or just let it take a back seat to other work and not dedicate as much time to writing content as you should. And like I pointed out in my guide, content marketing is a long game and you're going to see results over time, not immediately. And you have to keep playing that game consistently in the meantime before you start to see the results. Mm, you mentioned in your post how people need to post not every day or even week, but at a certain volume uh, over time. What do you think the best cadence would be? Uh, well, I think that you have to kind of figure that out for yourself as far as like what works best for your audience. But I feel like that the uh, 15 times per month number is a good number to aim for. Uh, that's a post like every other day. So that's definitely a high volume. But uh, if you can do it, then I think you should. Do these have to be long posts or what's the what kind of length of content are we talking about producing oh uh, well you can do really long posts like the my latest posts or you can also do something like 500 words i think length doesn't matter as much as quality hmm. okay and then when you talk about distribution can you expand on that a little bit more yeah so what we're talking about is like focusing on getting your content on social media making sure that you're doing a good job with your SEO. So yeah, and you also need to be repurposing your content uh, in a smart way so that you're doing more with less. Like uh, you can turn a blog post into an ebook, a podcast, a video, more blog posts off of the first one. And every bit of content that you create in a different medium gives you another opportunity to reach a new audience with the media that they're going to prefer. You know, some people never read blog posts, but they'll listen to a podcast when they're working out or during their commute. And if you do the work once and then build off of that, you can make all of these pieces of content that go a lot further and can be more useful to more people. Mm, smart. Now, uh, with social media and distribution, it feels like with organic reach effectively dead, everything is about uh, promoted posts across networks. In your experience, what type of budget does a someone need in order to make sure their content is successfully seen? I think that you should be at least putting something along the lines of, you know, at a low end, say twenty to fifty dollars per post uh, on the key content that you really want to push. Um, and ideally, you know, you have a bigger budget, but not everyone does. Uh, so if you can spend more, then definitely do. But uh, if you can't, then I would try to at least get it get it into that range. Hmm. I mean, you could probably use the the platform based tools to get a feel for distribution reach for your posts and see effects of that. Start small. 
build up over time. Yeah. So how long does it take a new content marketing program to take effect? Uh, so that totally depends on how often you're blogging and how great the content really is. Uh, during my research for the guide, I found that a pretty common number that's thrown around is somewhere between 7 and 10 months uh, if you're posting 15 times per month. And like we said earlier, that's about every other day for about half a year to three quarters of a year. And uh, I've been reading Josh Burnoff's blog, Without Bullshit, for seven for several months now. And he posts great content every single day. And uh, he started to see some real traction after about six months of that. So that was pretty consistent with my findings, too. Mm, and he was already quite popular before that. That's true. Do you have any... Uh, more examples of companies that have gotten started with content marketing and seen some results? Yes, um, I'm going to be producing a series of posts that are uh, focused on case studies of great content strategy, uh, and that's going to be the next blog series that I'm going to focus on. Great. So what metrics should I be tracking in order to make sure that I'm being successful and what I'm doing is working? Uh, so for your blog posts, you're going to want to pay attention to things like the page views, average time people are spending reading a blog post, bounce rate. Um, for distribution, you're going to want to pay attention to how many people are interacting with your content on social media, how often it's being shared, uh, what people are saying about it. You're also going to want to pay attention to like what keywords you're ranking for and how that changes over time. And uh, inbound links are another great metric to watch for. Uh, if other people are linking to your content, then you know you're doing something right. Mm. It seems like with inbound marketing, what you're looking a lot of times is how much traffic your older posts are getting that kind of just appears all of a sudden or slowly over time. Yeah, I did a look at some of our older content a while back where I figured out what our top content from each of us was. And... It was really interesting to see some of the uh, organic traffic over time on some of these blog posts that I wrote like two years ago and just never really thought about again. And then you come back and look at them and they have the steady traffic month after month after month. Mm. It's really cool. And it seems like that's both an opportunity to kind of revisit those posts maybe with new content or to update those posts, uh, update the post date and, and show them as additional revised content. Right. To start a content marketing program, do I need special software or can I do this with just my blog? Um, at the very least, you're going to want like a content management system like HubSpot or WordPress. Because uh, one trend that's definitely not coming back in 2016 is hand coding every blog post. <laughs> uh, so your content manage management system is going to obviously make it very easy to quickly write your blog posts, add photos and videos and calls to action. Uh, you'll have built-in uh, tracking for some of your metrics on how many people are viewing your content, where they're coming from, uh, what keywords you're ranking for. I'd say another must-have is Google Analytics. You can get a lot of that same information that Google Analytics gives you from a good CMS tool. Uh, but there's also some great metrics in there, like average time on page, that you can only get from Google Analytics. Hmm. And um, if you don't have lead capture built into your CMS tool, then something like Leadlander or Unbounce can help you build landing pages and collect the information from your offers for contact information when you get leads. Mm. Um, 
and it's been a while since I last looked at them, but SEMrush has some really cool reporting and comparison with uh, other websites for your keyword rankings and that sort of stuff. Um, and aside from a few hiccups like not having support for LinkedIn reporting, I really like Sprout Social uh, for managing and reporting on social. I think in the last few years, the different solutions I've looked at, I like them the best. Mm. Interesting. So I think one area that you haven't covered in your post, but maybe we'll be writing a future post on, is retargeting. And that can be done using a, a third-party network like AdRoll or even mm -hmm. just using Facebook and Twitter's native platforms by sticking tracking pixels on these blog posts that you write and creating smart filters within these tools, you can actually build audiences that are interest-based on the content they're seeing and then show them ads on that same set of content or related offers. So you already know they're interested in your blog post on content marketing, let's say, and now you can show them ads related to content marketing uh, ebooks, etc., on the platforms. Yeah, that's a great topic, and uh, I'm glad you brought up the filters because, like, every time I see retargeting, then it's like for things that I've already bought, mm. and so it seems like that, that there's not a lot of following that practice of having good filters set up so that you're not sort of retargeting your existing customers. Right. It's important to put the tracking pixels on your conversion pages as well so that you can make sure that you exclude those audiences. And it's nice that tools like Facebook's uh, ad interface provide that pretty simply, both the custom audience creation and the exclusion when you do posts. Yeah. Well, great. Thanks, Zach. It's, uh, it's a great blog post, and I look forward to seeing the follow-up blog posts with examples of companies that are doing it well. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to the Fresh Thoughts Podcast from Thought Labs. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you consume your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Thought Labs. And thanks for listening.
You've been listening to the Fresh Thoughts Podcast from Thought Labs. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you consume your favorite podcasts. Remember, if it's not fresh, it's just awful. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Thought Labs. And thanks for listening. 